Welcome, friends. I'm your host, Darina Gilmore-Young. And I'm Sean Young, and you're listening to episode three of Walk, Run, Soar, a podcast about the intersection of faith and running. As a runner, you work hard to meet your physical goals, but deep down, you long for your training to be a more meaningful experience, one that engages your body, mind, soul, and spirit. The purpose of this podcast is to talk about that intersection. Today, we are kicking off this podcast by interviewing my good friends, CJ and Chelsea Albertson. CJ is a professional runner for Brooks Sports and the world record holder in the indoor marathon. His wife, Chelsea, is also an accomplished elite marathoner. She participated in the U.S. Olympic marathon trials that were held this past February in Atlanta, Georgia. We are so glad you're here. Thanks for joining us for Walk, Run, Soar. Stay tuned. So each week, I'll be starting off by sharing a short word of encouragement from scripture to help give you that kind of cool drink of living water before we go into our interview time. And today, I want to talk about the theme of community. I don't know if you've ever been a part of a group of runners or perhaps um, had a running or walking partner, but it makes a world of difference when we can get out and do this exercise in community. I've had the privilege of being a part of a bunch of different groups, but one of the groups that is just most dear to my heart is called the Go Mama Runners. So we are this motley crew of women, all of us are moms, and we love to get out there on the trails near our home here in Central California. And I started with this group not too long after my first husband went to heaven. And so it was really meaningful for me to have these Saturday times where we would get out on the trails, we would see God's creation. And quite frankly, it was the only time that I really had to myself during the week and a lot of the other moms, that was their experience as well. And we just got into trail running together. Some of us were brand new to it and we fell in love with the experience of going on these trails, seeing God's creation. Sometimes we would go over to Millerton Lake and run the Winchell Cove Trail so we would see the beautiful lake or we would be up in the mountains. One of the races that we did together was called the Shadow of the Giants, which was a 20K race up through Oakhurst. And it was a really hard uphill race, but at the same time, it was filled with such beautiful scenery as we got to run through the giant trees that are up in that area. And so as I think about these times where I have gotten to run in community, I think about those deeper conversations that I've had with my friends about faith, about things we were struggling with, about things that were going on with our kids or our families. And I think about how community was forged through these times where we would meet together to run. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 to 25, it talks about how important it is that we would connect in community. And I want to read this verse for you. It says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I love these verses in Hebrews 
because it is an encouragement to believers that we need to have concern for each other, that we need to challenge each other, that we need to spur each other on. And a way that can happen is when we gather in community. So when I would go out with the Go Mama Runners, I would find these opportunities where I would get to challenge my sisters in Christ, and they also would inspire me in different ways. And the idea is for us to move forward in this direction of love and of good deeds. So I'm always inspired by Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. And I also want to just um, point out for those of you who are listening that in our devotional book, Walk, Run, Soar, at the end of the book, there's actually an appendix. And I've written an article about how to form a running group. So if you've never done that before, if you've never really gone out with a group of friends, there's some great tips of how we formed the Go Mama Runners and some of the things that we made a key part of our meeting together. So be inspired today by Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. We are thrilled today to have our good friend CJ and Chelsea Albertsons join us for this Walk, Run, Soar podcast. CJ grew up in Fresno and participated in track and cross country for both Buchanan High School and then went on to race at and compete at Arizona State. He is currently teaching PE and is a health instructor at Clovis Community College and is coaching both cross country and track there as well. He's a professional runner for Brooks Sports and recently competed at the U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials where he finished seventh in two hours, 11 minutes, and 49 seconds. His wife, Chelsea, grew up in Santa Clarita, California and attended Golden Valley High School and also went on to compete at Arizona State. She ran a 15.53 5K while competing at Arizona State and qualified last year for the U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials as well. She recently completed her RN degree and began working at Valley Children's Hospital here in Fresno in the respiratory unit. So let's start out by talking to them both about how they got involved with running. I started in elementary school. We had cross country at our elementary school at Copper Hills. So I just went out for the team in fourth grade and immediately loved it. And I was the fastest one, which I liked. <laughs> I liked so I stuck with it and have been running pretty much ever since then. And I also started running in fourth grade. I went out for the cross country team and I was not the fastest one, but I was really bad at all the other sports I did. And so I was a little bit less bad at cross country <laughs> and it was, I had so much fun. So then I just kept running. I love that. Do you guys have any highlights from like high school days that you might want to share with us? I had a pretty good high school experience going to Buchanan High School. The, traditionally, it's we've always had a good program, not only like in our valley in Fresno, but just across the state and even across the nation. So my freshman year, I was lucky enough to join a team that was like one of the best in the state. But there's just a great group of older guys that just 
really made me excited about it. And we ended up getting second in the state that year and qualifying for the national meet, which was just like really fun and just like a great introduction into high school. And being able to compete at nationals is something that not very many people get to do. And I got to do it with a bunch of teammates. And that just like kickstarted my high school running career. I was always into running, but that just kind of like solidified it and, you know, like made me want to do it for a long time. (laughs) I never had any really cool moments like that. I never went to Anixon or even qualified for the state in high school, but I just had a love like putting in like the day in and day out work, like even just a freshman in high school. Like I loved that. My siblings also ran with me. And so just being out there with my sister and then my brother, we overlapped in high school for one year. So that was um, special to be able to like be on the cross country and track team at the same time. And I love the progression that you can see that you can make. And it's a really tangible progression. Like you can see like your time's getting faster. And so I think that's what makes running so fun. So you did cross country and track. What, what events did you do, Chelsea? In college, I ran the 5K and then the 1500. And then I did one 10K, uh, but I was mostly a 5K runner. What were your events, CJ? Um, in college, I mainly did the, the steeplechase. And then a little bit of the 5,000. Wow. So for those of you who don't know what the steeplechase is, it is a 3,000-meter event, which is just shy of two miles. It's seven and a half laps around the track where there are these steeple barriers. They're like hurdles, but if you hit them, they don't move. (laughs) They don't (laughs) fall down like a regular hurdle that you may be more familiar with. And there's also a water pit that they have to jump over or uh, sometimes have one foot land in. And it's a brutal event. Can you tell that Sean has a little experience with steeplechase? (laughs) (laughs) that, That was actually my event in college as well. And I have scars on my shin. To prove it. <laughs> Where did you go to college then, CJ? And tell us a little bit about that journey of competing at the college level. We both went to Arizona State, actually. That's how we met. I'm a year older than her, so she unknowingly followed me there to meet her husband. Nice. <laughs> uh, I think both of us had a pretty good experience there. Just it's in the Pac 12, which is one of the most competitive conferences for distance running. So both in cross country and track, you're forced to be really good and compete at a high level or you don't really compete. You kind of are just there watching other people run fast. It's a good, for competitive people, it's a great experience. We both had some ups and downs. I had a little bit more downs than she did. But overall, we, we both had good experiences there and we liked our school and our coaches. And being able to compete in college, especially together, something that very few couples get to get to experience together and like just experiences that we'll take for the rest of our life. And even just like growing with God through college is such an interesting time for pretty much everybody. And then adding that layer of like competing at the highest level or at least for college at the highest level um, just adds another layer to that kind of was a quick growth period and a lot of fun. So you both went to Arizona State. Now, 
you know, I'm just curious, how did your relationship begin? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it was just like, we just kind of met and then a few months went by, like we were just friends. And then around end of October, November, like really, who is he? Like, he's cute. Like we like each other. <laughs> um, and then I remember it was November 4th. It was my mom's birthday. So I remember he was like really upfront and really it was from the encouragement of um, an upperclassman who was a good friend and like a wise teammate, <laughs> <laughs> CJ, like, don't mess with her. Like, if you like her, tell her you like her and tell her exactly like your intentions, which is such a popular word. <laughs> I remember on November 4th, he texted me. He's like, can we talk? And I knew exactly what the conversation was going to be about. We had gone on like a couple dates. He's like, I really like you and I want to get to know you to maybe marry you. And I was like, oh yeah, me too. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> then, like, we were just kind of like dating a little bit. And then um, we officially became boyfriend and girlfriend. It was on November 21st, my birthday. But there's kind of a funny story about that because he was telling people that I was his girlfriend like before he was. <laughs> when he Not actually... Really, but- well, when he actually went to be like, oh, will you be my girlfriend? He's like, well, would it be okay if I told other people that you were my girlfriend instead of just saying it normal? It was so awkward, but it was funny. So his uh, intention well, was- I already knew the answer, so. That's your version of that story. <laughs> <laughs> so we used to like go do yoga, but I say yoga because we just sat there like. I did yoga. He did yoga and we watched him do yoga. So with some other friends of ours, um, like we would meet at the um, dorm, like, like a dorm lounge area. And he was telling the story of how he found this girl's phone and he went and returned it to the mom. And she was like, oh my gosh, like, you're so amazing. Like that you returned this phone. And then she's like, my daughter is a cheerleader at ASU. And like, she's really cute. Like, do you want her phone number? And then he told her, oh, sorry, like, I already have a girlfriend. So he was telling us the story. And it's like, I'm sitting there like, I'm not your girlfriend. (laughs) The next day, he's like, I told people you're my girlfriend. Would that be okay with you? (laughs) So so I I said she was my girlfriend mainly out of convenience, just because I'm I'm not going to explain to some random girl's mom that we're going on days. We're not boyfriend or girlfriend yet. You know, it's like, I'm not, (laughs) but she's talking about our first actual date. So before all this, this is in like October. So before we even like talked about, you know, dating to possibly marry, but asked her to go to encounter, which was a breakfast restaurant. I think texted her. Do you want to go to encounter tomorrow? I just said encounter tomorrow. And there's this other church thing called encounter night. So she thought I was asking her to this church thing <laughs> that we were all going to already. And I was confused, like, well, I'm, like, already going, and, like, why are you inviting me? Like, I don't need an invite from you, like, to go to this church event. <laughs> I'll see you there. And then I'm, like, telling my, my roommate sitting there, I'm, like, telling her the conversation, and then we we're both, like, wait, I don't think he means church. He must mean something else. And then... I realized he meant to the restaurant. And so we kind of called it a pity date because it was out of a misunderstanding. (laughs) (laughs) 
we dated for a year and a half and then we got engaged and we were engaged for a year and then we got married the summer going into my senior year and his fifth year for his master's degree. Wow. wow. So how was it being married and then running and on the, on team? the team? It was great. Like, yeah. <laughs> even though we were the only married people and our lives were different, I never felt like we necessarily, like, didn't fit in or like it didn't make it weird I thought maybe other people felt weird and people just like had expected it of us like like even some of my friends on the team like joked when it's like I told them like oh we're getting married like oh it's about time so it's just like it's like we had talked about it like we were really open like people knew like we're gonna get married so I don't think it was like this huge surprise even though it's not like super common to be married in college especially on a sports team together i felt like no one really thought of it as weird it was just kind of like oh that's cj ha- and chelsea and we liked it it was our last year so i guess it should be our best year i feel like we're happier and <laughs> i don't know i mean yeah. i think it was great there was no downside everything about it was better <laughs> i feel like we had a good mix of our first few years like where we did get to be on our own and like experience even though we were dating but like experience college separately like live with roommates like he lived in with the house of guys i had a house of girls so like we got all that experience and then we got to experience that being married so it was kind of the best of both worlds and like we were pretty good about like we still hung out with other people like i didn't feel really isolated afterwards well, thanks for sharing that. I yes. love hearing those stories. And we actually have a good number of friends who are running couples. So we love asking about those stories. And that's kind <laughs> of part of our story, too, that we shared in episode one. We were going to ask CJ, we know that you are coaching now at the collegiate level. And in addition, you're also a Brooks-sponsored athlete. Is that that correct? One thing I forgot to mention in the intro is that CJ finished seventh at the U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials in February of this year in Atlanta. He ran a smoking time of two hours, 11 minutes, and 49 seconds. That's incredible that CJ is running essentially five-minute flat for a mile for 26.2 miles, and at the same time, coaching and teaching at Clovis Community College. Now, CJ, how did you start coaching and particularly being fairly young, how did you get a college coaching job? I guess I'm lucky. (laughs) Uh, We were living in Santa Clarita. And so Clovis Community College is a a newer, but it's a new college. I think it became its own college in 2014 or 15, somewhere around there, they started to add sports and they started with swimming and soccer. And I remember I had sent, even when I was even in college, when we were living in Arizona, I had sent an email to the athletic director saying, if they ever start cross country, you know, really want to coach there. And I don't even know if that email was ever read. But anyways, a year or two later, the, they decided to add cross country um, and it was, it was a part-time job. So you, you're a part-time professor and, and coach. And I got the job. I got some help from like people in the, you know, in this area that, that knew me and, and gave me good recommendations to the athletic director. So, so that helps that they had a good reputation. I, I've always had good support, especially from people here in Fresno. So that helped. I was, I think I was 
24 the first day I started. He's 24. <laughs> so I was young. I was 24 and looked like 19. So the first day of practice, no one knew if I was a coach or the athlete. Or the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, n- another question for you, CJ. Just with your professional running, how do you structure your own workouts? I know you're creating workouts for Clovis Community College, but what about your own workouts? <laughs> I'm less structured with my own workouts than I am when I'm coaching my athletes or um, coaching other people because I coach online as well. I kind of just do what (laughs) feels right at the time. So I never really write out training plans. I have like a certain amount of mileage that I want to run. And then I try to get in a good long run each week. For the marathon, you just, you kind of just want to have like a variety of workouts. Like once every few weeks, I want to get something in at like VO2 max pace. Mm -hmm. And then I want to get something in at like more like 10k pace or so and then usually my, my threshold I mix into my long runs so in like in a two-week period I have things that I want to get done but it doesn't really matter what specific days you do them on as long as like it's all within the training program so I just have the freedom of doing things on the day when it feels like my body's able to complete that specific workout the best. What's the longest uh, run that you do in marathon training? Each time I train for a marathon, it gets longer, (laughs) but around 32 miles or so. I think maybe for the trials, actually, the longest was 30 miles because I had done CIM and I took like a week or two easy and then there was only like 10 weeks left. So I had to limit it a little bit, but yeah, around 30. I like to run a little bit longer. So you're doing more than a marathon in training. In the next year or so, I'll probably be doing some like 40 mile runs and sometimes he leaves to go run and I think he's just running like an hour like a normal length and he's gone for like three hours and I'm like I was gonna send a search party out for you (laughs) that's only in the early season of training yeah like my first month of training like seriously training or so I'll just randomly do a real long run whereas normally when I'm in like more structured training it's that's usually always on Sundays but like this week I did like three 18 to 21 mile runs like in a row which i wouldn't normally do your secrets yeah Yeah, i don't don't have any secrets (laughs) no one's really gonna do what i do training wise so i mean people can know what i do and they're still not gonna do it because they (laughs) (laughs) i have no secrets (laughs) well chelsea i'd love to hear a little bit more from you i know that you just graduated and that you have a new job working as a nurse so tell us a little bit about that where you're working and what your inspiration was for following that career yeah so i am just two weeks into my new job i'm a very new nurse um, at valley children's and it has been a great two weeks i'm like so happy to say i like being a nurse after the first two weeks i'm glad i like went into nursing and all the other nurses like have been so nice and it seems like a really great unit that I'm on. And really I've wanted to be a nurse ever since I can remember. I think it was around junior high. My mom said that my sister had gotten sick and then I just one day said I wanted to be a nurse, which I actually don't remember. No one like was in nursing in my family, like we were all teachers, but I think I like nursing because like I think the medical aspect of it makes it more interesting, but it's so personable and Now I get to work with kids, which I liked more than I even thought. 
it's kind of like interesting when I get there, I could have a baby that's only two weeks old, or I can have um, an 18 year old kid. Um, it's such a hard time for the parents, potentially like their worst nightmare, like their kid is in the hospital. I like to think of myself as being pretty personable right now. I have to say I'm really awkward because I'm so new and nervous and I don't really know the flow of things, but I'm hoping that will change because really I feel like I like can be able to connect with parents and hopefully ease their minds, make them a little bit less anxious and feel like their, their child is getting great care and that like I'm going to take care of them like I would take care of my own child and make their this hard moment in their life maybe just a little bit better because I'm loving their child and hopefully they're getting better too. Also, I know that Chelsea, you come from a running family. You mentioned it a little bit earlier. Your, I believe, twin sister is also an elite runner and your brother as well. I'm just curious, like, you know, what's it like at the Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner table? I actually got to, we ran CIM together and that's where I qualified for the, tri- the trials. And we got to run the first 18 miles together, which was so amazing. It was like really one of my running highlights um, ever. So that was like really special to, to, to experience like a marathon together. And it's like so bonding. So then my brother is also a 214 marathoner and my sister-in-law has run... <laughs> Um, 232 or 233. I mean, and even my dad too has ran the Boston Marathon. He no longer runs, but at one point he was very proud to say that he was the first person in the family to run a marathon. (laughs) But I actually like can proudly say that I was the very first runner in the family. A lot of people think it was my brother, but I started running. Actually, my mom was the first runner. (laughs) That's actually why I wanted to go out for the track team is because I thought, oh, my mom ran, so I want to run. But I was the first child to start running. And then they followed in my footsteps. Uh, when we are all together, it is nonstop talking about running. Sometimes I feel a little bad because there are non-runners there. <laughs> it's annoying to have conversation and always be about running if you're not a runner. So lately, we've been trying to put more of an effort to have a more balanced, wide variety topic of conversation so everyone can feel included. (laughs) And we already were talking about if we all have kids at the close time and they all become runners, like they can all run at the state meet together. Like what meets will they all be? (laughs) We don't even have kids, but we're really hoping they're runners. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. That is very important. Otherwise they'll be playing basketball. Well, we have a lot of runners in our family, we but do. I feel we like do. that might be next level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to dig a little bit deeper with a question that we like to ask all of our guests. This is really a podcast about the intersection of faith and running. And I know that both of you do care about your faith. And I'm just wondering if you would be willing to share, you know, how has running and faith intersected in your lives? I think I've loved running for the relationships it's given me and I consider myself like definitely a more social runner like I want to go run with friends versus go compete in a race which is makes us very opposite and so I love like the people that it's put in my life and the opportunity it's given to um, just have really good conversations while you're running and like an opportunity to hopefully that people I want them to see Jesus in my life and like see his love and his grace and running with people 
and like doing that every day over time. I hope that's building a relationship where Jesus can be shared eventually through that relationship. I think at this point in my life, because running is like, I'm not like running competitively or anything. My biggest thing is I'm hoping like every day when I go run with people, they see a little bit of Jesus and I can share Jesus with them, share the gospel. Oh, I love that. It's beautiful. Just um, having that as part of your purpose and your connection with people to be able to share that faith. What about you, CJ? Yeah, I've always had this like interesting relationship between running and faith. Since I was young, I just always felt like this feeling that I'd be really, like, really good in running, just at like a very high level. And it was just like this like deep feeling that's like, that's just who I was. And then as I got later in the high school, I kind of felt that about God too, that just there's this like feeling of greatness that God called me to, like not necessarily in running, but just a person of faith or a godly leader or just something I, I didn't really know. And like both of those were like really challenged a lot. In college, I had a lot of struggles with running. We'd run like the 8K in college. And my first couple of years, I was running like, like averaging like 510 or 515 pace for five miles, which isn't very good at at that level. And then, you know, thinking that one day I would be running 15 seconds per mile faster for a full marathon is like, I mean, you can't even comprehend that because I was training super hard in college. So how can I train much harder? Like, you know, so it was like, that just didn't seem like reality So that feeling that I had about being great, like, it just was like, there's no way that's true. And then also in college, I struggled with my faith a lot, just like not really being able to believe in God or believe that the Bible's true or that Jesus was real and just all this stuff, you know, you have, some people have doubts and questions and just doesn't make sense to them. So I was like, how am I going to be a great leader or a great godly person or have great faith if like I literally can't even believe in God. But those feelings I feel like God like placed into me, like just seeing that they were both true, even though it felt like it was so far from that in the moment. Now like obviously I'm running well and I've had like doubts and faith, but it's that's like getting better. And the times when I do still struggle with faith, it almost feels like running is okay, God's like kind of shown me that like that feeling or whatever you call me to like that's happening so he's going to continue to give me faith even when it doesn't make sense to me or when I'm not feeling God's presence I'm still going to become who he created me to be Mm. even though I can't see it right now we are so grateful for your endorsement of our book walk run soar do you have any thoughts or any comments about the book that you can share with our audience because you have previewed it. (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoyed it. It's a great starter point of like, I just like want a little bit more of Jesus in my day every day. And like, this is a great starting point of like sharing truth, like from the Bible and then like breaking it down where it's so understand, like easily understandable. And then It can give you a starter point. Like if you don't know, like where in the Bible to start reading, it's like you can start with those verses, which are all great verses and then go from there. And then with running too, Sean, you put like so many great running tips. You had great ideas that I really loved. 
I think for me, like personally, sometimes I can be more critical, at least internally. So like, I'll think like, oh, a lot of these devotionals or things are just kind of like cheesy and I don't really want to read them. But I felt like this book was enjoyable to read and it wasn't because sometimes you can read things, especially like if you're reading the same genre, you can just hear the same thing said the same way. And it's okay. Like this is, everyone says this, but like, I felt like the book was engaging. There was practical tips, but it was like, it wasn't just a bunch of cliche thoughts that you hear a thousand times. It was like great content that you could apply to your life and also entertaining. Like the, the stories were, were quick, but they were engaging. You could connect with them and it made it like, like, like you want to read it and then apply those weekly. Wow. Thank you guys so much. We just appreciate the time that you took to read through the book. And even that just kind of sharing with our audience, it's not going to be coming out for a couple of weeks. The book's available for pre-order, but just to get some insight from your experience. So Thank you so much for being with us today, for sharing some fun behind the scenes of your lives. And we are just honored that you could be on our podcast and we'll be looking for you out there on the trails. Today's training tip has to do with community. We encourage runners to join a local running club because it's a wonderful way to meet other runners find training buddies, learn more about running, and even travel to races together. Oftentimes, running clubs get a discount from certain races and possibly discounts even at local running stores. Each running club may have a different emphasis, whether it's elite running, track running, trail running. We definitely encourage everyone to join a club. If It doesn't have to be an official club, but just join a group of people to give you accountability. <laughs> Before we close today, I just wanted to share a few more details with you about our book. Walk Run Soar is a 52-week devotional and training journal that's designed just for you. We wrote this with you in mind, and it's really for runners who long to experience God's presence in a deeper way, whether pounding the pavement or traversing the trails, whether strolling through the neighborhood, taking a slow jog. Um, with friends. Walk, Run, Soar is really designed to get you moving with this new motivation, this new purpose in mind of knowing Jesus more every step of the way. So there's a couple of things that are special features in Walk, Run, Soar. I mentioned before that there's an appendix at the end that offers articles and including some information about how to start your own running groups and there's some training plans that we put at the end. So Sean put together these schedules where if you're running a 5K, a 10K half marathon, then he walks you through really like 12 weeks of training. So that's great for training for a specific race. At the end of each of the 52 weeks, we also include some reflection questions and some action steps. So that's a place where you can record and reflect on the things that you're learning, on what God might be teaching you as you go out on your runs, and even if you want to record some of your running progress. So we will leave the link to our book in the show notes. We hope you will pre-order or order it if you're listening to this after September 29th. And we just want to thank you for joining us today. This was episode three of Walk, Run, Soar, a podcast about the intersection of faith 
and Rani. Next week, our special guest is Sunny Arada, who's the owner of Endure Jewelry and Apparel Company. And we also want to invite you to subscribe to our weekly newsletter over at my website, DarinaGilmore.com. We put out this Glory Graham newsletter, and I love sharing just inspirational stories from that week and recommendations for great books, videos, music, running tips, gear, and more. You can find me on Instagram at Darina Gilmore. Thanks, friends.